Cheers. Cheers. All right. Well, we're back here at another winery. It's Beth and Linda, the Live Revolution Happy Hour. We are thrilled to be sitting at the stunning, beautiful Cedar Creek it's Winery. Unbelievable. Who has undergone a number of uh, renovations over the last couple years, and you you have to come see it, or you know you have to you, come see it. You have to come see it. So we're here with Catherine Douglas, uh, the brand manager, and Graham. Like the Cracker, Norton, uh, the general manager here at uh, Cedar Creek, and of course Linda, you're here too. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you both so much for being here. Oh, well, we appreciate. Believe me, it's our pleasure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cheers. 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 Oh, see, nice eye contact. They're professional. Mm-hmm. Cheers. People, it's not our first time. Some people do, you know, like that. The That's cheers where a... you don't look. Okay, tell us about this mm. one. So this is our 2019 Cedar Creek Estate Sauvignon Blanc. Wow. Um, this is just the second vintage that we've made of this wine mm. we at Cedar Creek made Sauvignon Blanc 10-15 years ago and hadn't made it since oh. but it was one of those grapes that I think a lot of our consumers connected Cedar Creek to And we have these incredible vineyards in the South Okanagan that really lend themselves so well to Sauvignon Blanc here in the Okanagan. Mm -hmm. And so for us, we just thought what a great opportunity to highlight a grape that maybe doesn't get as much focus outside of New Zealand, as an example. But that can do exceptionally well here if we find the right sites in the Okanagan. So the focus of this wine is meant to be Mm. bright, fresh, really aromatic in the glass. This Mm. at our house right now is 100% our favorite wine of the summer. And I I do, I have to admit, I love New Zealand. Sauvignon Blanc, mm-hmm. and you're known for that, right? This is yes, yum. This is really great. It's fresh. It's crisp. Mm. That's it. Yeah, and that was the in- the entire intention. Yeah. For those, so other than your friends, what would yes. you pair this with? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Um, Anything on a patio, a beautiful summer day. Yes. Um, But no, from a food perspective, we love really going to things like what's in season. So we started Mm. off the season. We've got a beautiful window of opportunity in BC where asparagus are grown locally. So we did an asparagus, a BC asparagus dish paired with this Sauvignon Blanc, Mm. which was a huge hit. But I would say at home, anything that you can throw a little bit of goat cheese, maybe a fresh summer salad, things like strawberries, walnuts, a beautiful vinaigrette. This this wine, I think it's just going to be such a beautiful pairing. I'm feeling spinach salad right now. Delicious. <laughs> Beth makes an amazing uh, kale Caesar. Yeah, maybe yeah, it goes good with okay, that. Okay, yeah, well. that would totally work. Yeah. Okay. So one of the reasons we've been coming out to our beautiful, well, support local is, is, a, is a big deal. We've all gone through some crazy number of months. It just seems like what happened the last four or five months. When when COVID hit, what ha- what happened? Like what? Did you, did you all stay at work? Did you work from home? Did you, What happened here? It's definitely been an interesting time, I think, for all of us, particularly those of us in the hospitality sector. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for us, obviously, the first decision was around what do we need to do to protect our people from both our staff but also our guests. And so the decision was made to uh, essentially close the winery to visitation. So our tasting rooms were closed, our restaurants were closed. But what it did is it gave us a great opportunity to connect with the team and how we can pivot the business. So what we did in the restaurant was evolve our menu to a takeaway menu. Right. Both from offering takeaway options, but then also take and bake options as well. So we wanted to make sure that we gave our neighbors and the community the opportunity to still experience Home Block and just take Home Block home with them. So that's really what kept us busy here, both at the restaurant and then from a wine perspective was we knew that guests weren't being able to come to the winery. So how could we make it that much easier to be able to get wine at home? So now, did you already have an e-commerce? Like people 
people could always order from yes. you before this. So that wasn't new because some wineries were like, yeah. oh my gosh, we got to go online. But right. you guys were already online. That's but right. Saying we that this grew, you know, a hundredfold. I um, bet. Just the, the demand, but also um, just, I think for, from our perspective, just the number of offers that we were putting out and how we were engaging with people, it was really important for us to think through that and, and um, you know, really use this opportunity. That was really one of the silver linings of, of the last few months. So Amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, and you're, well, and we're, we always talk about promotions at the end, but it, well, I'm talking about right, thinking about right now because almost lots of wineries have gone to shipping and, and including free shipping, but mm-hmm. they're often asking for a minimum of like six or 12 or, you know, a number. You guys mm-hmm. actually are not. What's your minimum for shipping? Two. Two. <laughs> Do you hear that, everybody? Two bottles. <laughs> not that you, you're yeah. gonna, you can order six. <laughs> yeah. You can order six yeah. or we 12. Suggest, we suggest six or 12, but yeah. we can do it. You can do yeah, six. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. it is because some people are pressured. They're like, sure. or maybe they're financially, but they really want to yeah. get a couple of bottles. Yeah. And it's a, it's a really, you know, we haven't heard anybody doing shipping, free shipping for two yet. Nope. So, no, um, right. and you're not our first rodeo. Right. We make it our business to support local. Yes. What we like yes. to yes. say. Yes. Um, and that shipping it t- extends all across Canada as well. Again, beautiful bonus, Which is, right? Yeah, for think, people, because yeah. we know people mm-hmm. all over. And what about international? I guess you don't have free shipping international. No, not international, but certainly across Canada. So okay. for those folks who are maybe in Ontario or Quebec or even further east um, that don't have the opportunity to come and visit us this year, we wanted to make sure that they had the opportunity to at least have Cedar Creek wine in their home. Nice. You, and I'm just telling you right now, you've got to go online and, and order the Sauvignon Blanc. Well, do that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but look at the photos of this place because mm-hmm. you guys, I mean, you know, I mean, I've been in the Okanagan 30 years now. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's amazing to see how the wine region across the valley has mm-hmm. just exploded and grown up, right? Mm-hmm. It is stunning. And I obviously haven't been here since we did yoga last year. Yoga no. on the deck was so great. Mm-hmm. Yoga and wine. But the, your buildings are just, you, you got to come. See, look at the photos if you don't get to come here. Yeah, cause thank you. Yeah, it's It's been it's um, world-class, beautiful. A really exciting evolution Or for as us. I said, holy shit, nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm sure you said holy, holy shit, shit balls. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll say HSB yeah. for short. If you, see yes. that, if you see that on their copy on the website, you know yeah. what that's. <laughs> yeah, that's. exactly right. That'll, we'll take that quote. We're yeah. going to use it on the website. <laughs> we like it but no it's uh but graham as yes. a leader yes up here uh, you know and they say shut down like what goes through your head what went through your head like how did you respond well i think it's a you know, what was the opportunity of how can we think differently uh how can we be creative in the offerings and how can we continue to make sure that we're supporting the community we feel very fortunate to have the neighbors here particularly in east Kelowna, and the community support that we've had since we've reopened and so we wanted to make sure that we thought about our guests first and making sure that everything that we did was safe but how could we do it in a way that maybe is not traditional going towards again more e-commerce for shipping takeaway options take and bake all those kind of things so certainly um, a lot of opportunity and I think as a team we really rallied together and there was more creativity more imagination a lot of energy within our meetings around mm-hmm. like there's no bad ideas well, I think that was really exciting to see mm-hmm. how we could keep evolving the business together and there's been a lot of things that came out of the last few months that uh, we're going to keep and continue on with so I I think it's the, there's that old adage that necessity is the mother, mother of invention. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, so and it was really true for it you It was guys. really true for us, for sure. Like I said, we've had a few conversations with, with other wineries, and definitely a few have had very similar experiences where they, they just sat down and said, how can we 
creatively mm-hmm. make this work. Yes. And um, it, it just, it's nice to hear that. Mm-hmm. Really, really nice. Well, and how important was like, how can we keep our people safe? Like, I mm-hmm. love that because mm-hmm. it just shows that that was the most important thing. Not like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, how can we sell the wine or what are we going to do? And yeah. it was like, okay, first the people. Yes. Right. That was number one. And then it's like, okay, now how can you, you know, be creative about it? Mm-hmm. Right. We, we love that. We live in such a great age too, where you can really engage people through social media and took the opportunity to do a number of live tastings and you know more frequently than we probably ever have and, right. and cooking classes and just using oh. our team here to really share out what, what we were doing on property and how people could take that into their homes as like well. and how exciting and so we'll, lots of those things you'll probably just keep them yeah right because exactly. exactly. they were not just it's not just going to be a covid special they'll be like let's do these things exactly right, right? um I, I love that now we we've explored lots of wineries that we've never met this yet this summer but cedar creek we also slipping into our podcast schedule some of our favorites that we you know <laughs> been here before so we like i love 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 this winery and i love like the concerts bare naked ladies when it was here a few years ago was one of my favorite of all time concerts that Chantel. was here I, on my birthday i don't know how many she i know she's been here a few times mm-hmm. how, how do you Kirby, Kirby Kirby yes. Anyway, yes. Is, everything, yes. is everything canceled in the yeah it is. for this year unfortunately um no yoga but, but no. we did have in the plans to do at least one concert this year and get back to those events which obviously now need to be postponed to next year but what we can say is you will definitely see a concert back at Cedar Creek in 2021 okay. well as long as everything continues yeah. on the if right not track. just Lynn and I will come yeah. <laughs> we need yeah. to obviously continue to follow um, you know the guidelines. Dr. Bonnie Henry and all yeah. the provincial guidelines so we're following that very closely but should we be have the opportunity to do so we definitely will but having said that what we're trying to do is think of creative ways to have still have events here on the property but to do them safely right. to make sure that we've got the proper amount of physical distancing and just to limit the amount of group sizes i just you know i've been thinking since if we can go to well you can go to bar, bars and restaurants now mm-hmm. and you sit pretty close to people well and now we're going to theaters and you can sit pretty close to people mm-hmm. planes now opening so yeah. you know like like full planes but mm-hmm. you were going to say something we do Catherine. have a winery of the year dinner series coming up this summer that we're doing uh, so uh, they are July, August, September the third Tuesday of each month um, it's 36 people max and you buy your table of six so you can come in your social circle um, so we've just announced <coughs> it to our club members it's going out to the public Feeling today that. actually we need to get a yeah. reservation <laughs> winery of the anything, so, on, yes. anything on so, August 6th yeah <laughs> that's Linda's birthday it's, oh. the, it's the third Tuesday so I can't remember what the date is close it's yeah, yours is exactly. a Thursday we could celebrate it early we could mm-hmm. I don't have Absolutely. a problem with that I think we should yes we should <laughs> okay well cheers next up <laughs> cheers to that I cheers think. to that so I think this is actually a perfect segue into your question Linda about one of the things we're most proud of so what you're tasting is our 2019 platinum block one Pinot Noir Rosé and this is actually the first 100% certified organic wine wow. that we've released from Cedar Creek really so one of Congrats. the things that we're most proud which is of. a lot like that takes a That's lot right, right? It, oh it's my not gosh like just sort of like no. You know, a couple of things. What makes that, like, tell people what is the process? So this has been a, a project that we um, started in 2017. So it takes three years of consecutive certification to be then organically certified. So we became organically certified in our home block vineyard here in 2019. And we also at the same time certified the winery. So no pesticides, well. you That's use correct. no herbicides. That's correct. No, because, okay, I wrote this down. It says... Mm-hmm. 
This is actually on yeah, their website. Your, your we commit to this land daily with integrity, authenticity, and a commitment to quality. On that, you have our word. Like mm-hmm. you put that on your website. Yes. Which, you know, this that's a pretty important statement and a very big one, which I, big, I have not it's seen. It's a big promise. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. so that's part of what this. It's this, a huge part of it. I think fundamentally, we see ourselves as stewards of the land. It's our responsibility to leave this land better than when we got it. And that's our commitment to the Okanagan. And so that's where the philosophical belief that this was the right thing to do, to transition to organic viticulture across all of our vineyards um, began. And what's been so exciting about it has been the way that the vineyard has responded so positively to this increased biodiversity, the increased complexity. We're seeing plants and insects and all kinds of things returned that had been here for years because ultimately great wine isn't made in a winery it's no, made it, in the vineyard well it's in the it's made it's in, in the, the soil you right? got it, it exactly right and right? so what we're which seeing, is everything that you grow exactly everything is the soil everything not, not, you starts know, yes the sun yes the rain yeah. yes the no yeah. bears and that you know all the things that you right. you know but it's the soil yeah always that's a hundred percent right and so i think that's what's been so exciting is not so who drove we're this good. vision well i think this has been collective this started with our proprietor anthony von mandel our owner um, this was his belief we've been now in the wine business here for 40 years as a family-owned company and this started from him to say I need we need all of us need to commit to this Okanagan Valley for its future not just for the next 10 years but for the next 200 years so we couldn't have done anything without an owner like Anthony to be able to say I'm making this commitment it's our belief it's the right thing to do and whatever resources that we need to do it we're gonna get so I think it's, it's pretty cool. special That's it's really cool. And you guys are, are an older winery. Like you said, mm-hmm. there's lots of, I mean, it feels like there's a new one popping up all the time mm-hmm. in the valley. But you guys, like you said, have really, you know, 30 plus old vines. Mm-hmm. Like you've got some real history here, mm-hmm. which is amazing. How are you and your team doing during challenging times? The Alive Workplace helps you bring your organization to life online. Access programs, workshops, and coaching options live and online. Visit thealiveworkplace.com for more information. Yeah. Well, and it's something we're so proud of the history that Cedar Creek has in the Okanagan. It was the eighth established winery in the valley. Oh, really? I didn't know yeah. that. That's cool to know. Yeah. See? And so that's something. Do you know who was the first? I'm just wondering yeah. if you know. Well, so it, yeah, it goes back to oh. the early 1930s. Kelowna and it was Kelowna Wines. Kelowna with a C. You got it. Exactly right. Um, so that was the first established commercial winery. And mm. so we've obviously, as you mentioned, Linda, seen a lot of transition yeah. You know, the last few years for sure. So it's a history that we're so proud of. But but we're incredibly excited about the future. And I think that's where organics come in, the sustainability approach. I, In my, my our opinion, the wines have never been better. We've got this one of the an incredibly talented winemaker in Taylor Whalen. He's Canadian. He grew up on Vancouver Island. Oh, okay. uh, he's been here since 2011. Is he married? He is married. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. I just thunder. Yeah. I love the wine. You know. Yeah. He is married, but Google him. I yeah. enjoy, like, you know, window shopping. That's yeah, it. that's, that's exactly it. But he's worth a look up, for sure. <laughs> so in, with his, you know, belief and passion in what we're doing in the vineyard, that translates into the winery and um, we're just so excited about what's happening here both in the vineyard but also in the wines as well so Rosés have had a real big surge in the last couple of years, have yes. they not? Yes. And why do you think that is? Because well, everybody's rosé seems to be going flying off the shelf. Yeah, I think that what's happening is it's similar to what we had in the mid-90s with Chardonnay, where we had a lot right. of people that were ABC, anything but Chardonnay, because what we were getting was everything from California and had a ton of oak and they were these big, balmy wines. I think 
rosés were caught in a similar category of those white Zinfandels. So they were pink and they were the, all these outrageous colors and oftentimes they were sweet and coin. Mm. You had to put a few ice cubes in and maybe some berries just to kind of balance everything out. Yeah. But now... Basically make your own sangria. That's it. Exactly right. And all you, yeah, all you need to do is put a berry in and you've got sangria. But so I think what you're seeing is really a focus now on making rosés that are dry and fresh and pair incredibly well with food. Like, let's like see. what we have hopefully in your glass. So this is one that's 100% Pinot Noir. It's mm. coming from the base of our home block vineyard. So on block one, right where we drove by when you first yeah. came up to the property. And what's unique about this is that we section off this block specifically for rosé. So these grapes are not grown to be red grapes. Right. They're grown to be specifically to make rosé. Oh, so wow. with the idea that we're picking them early, we mm. want some of those red fruit characters instead of dark fruit characters. We, take, we have them a little bit of time mm. on the skins to get this beautiful salmon hue, mm-hmm. but the wine is dry, it's bright, it's fresh. It's we do have two other vineyards down in the South, Oken- in the South Okanagan, in Desert Ridge and Haynes Creek, so both in the soy. They grow for you as well. And- uh, they're still our family-owned vineyards, okay. and so it's all part of our same program, and they're transitioning organically as well. But really the heart and soul of Cedar Creek is the home block vineyard here. That was what was planted in 1991. The fires came around yeah. it, never touched it. That's it. It That's was meant to be. Wow, it was meant right? to still be here. That's right. And so Were now- you here then, June 2000? I wasn't here. No, neither Catherine or I were here. Okay, we were here. Yeah. And it was crazy. It was insane. Like, you you know, um, just the, you know, the panic. And, you know, my, my good friend of mine, well, the H- husband is, like, is a is a firefighter. Oh my gosh! And so he was he was here. He was in this yeah. region at the time. Mm-hmm. And the, as a firefighter, they always he would talk about the fact that of course their you know life and property is that, that like that, that's their commitment. Mm-hmm. And as the fire was you know its own weather system at this point, it was just absolutely raging towards mm-hmm. all of the homes. They literally had to choose which side. Oh my goodness! Right, because yeah. we had they had to make a decision. Right, and let it go. Let that's the fire burn through there and keep this and our crew safe sure it was insane like two-thirds of our city was evacuated right Right. two-thirds oh my goodness it's wild wow anyways it was nuts um but i'm glad you guys survived it and Mm. um you know well yeah the grape i mean it was cool because it literally burnt around the grapes yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can't even remember, but I mean, I'm assuming that the smoke, probably from the fires in the last few years, you have affected some of the, the grapes. It certainly is one of those things we're aware of. It really comes down to timing uh, in terms of the grapes life cycle, when the smoke comes through, and the proximity as well, because right. um, we had a few years ago where there was a lot of smoke cloud cover, if you will, yeah. here in the valley, but it wasn't actually from fires that were active here in the Okanagan. Right. It was either from yeah. further north or that was Washington. coming up from Washington State. Yeah. And so what you actually get when you have smoke taint in fruit is it's the same chemical that binds to the material that you have like when you're at a campfire and it binds to your clothes yeah, and right. smoke. Yeah. So if there's a, a lot of smoke in the proximity of the berries themselves, then they can attach to the skin. Not right. with white grapes necessarily because you're not making them with the skins, but for red berries. Oftentimes, if it's not in that close proximity, it just provides a little bit of cloud cover, which can actually be beneficial for us in a time oh, where it's really warm. interesting. Right. So, so it's like... If it, yeah, if it gets it's too low, it's bad. But it's above, it's like okay, it just right. cha- it changes. The- it completely changes. Yeah, so it certainly is. I think become a reality of grape grape growing here in the Okanagan the last few years. Yeah. And so we're just like any other agriculture business. We're at, at the mercy of the elements and all the things that go with that, whether that's fires or hail or temperature or those types of. And things. And what about animals? Because we've heard a lot about bears yes. and like. So what are the critters that affect your winery? Well, or, we've got or anything. Yeah, we've that. got beneficial 
critters, and then we've got ones that um, maybe are not so beneficial. So, um, you know, one of the things that we've done here on the property to help increase the biodiversity is we've introduced bees here on the property, which are absolutely incredible animals. We've actually created a protected home for the bees here on the property. So we've got hives, and um, obviously the butterfly ranger ranger. them here, and they're really part of our family. I'm gonna start Um, crying again. That's why I think where organics comes in, it makes you think differently about about solving issues. You know, one of the issues that we have here in the Okanagan is a is an insect called a cutworm and so they live in the dirt they're nocturnal and so they come up in the springtime and they can come and eat the tops of the buds before they actually bloom Mm. which can be obviously devastating to a vineyard and so historically if you were not if you were conventional and you were not organic you would just spray for these worms and in a week they'd be gone but of course for us that's not an option so we started thinking well what is an option so what we ended up doing (laughs) is we introduced chickens what eats a cutworm what eats so I have a Great Pyrenees yeah. cross. So, oh my gosh. You know, do, you have, great, do you have Great Pyrenees to protect so, your not chickens? Not yet, but what we have introduced here, <laughs> they just arrived two weeks ago, are three Scottish Highland cattle. I'm all about the... Yeah. So that is so cool. So you're yeah. you're thinking just like that. Where, yes. where What is a natural predator versus you're right. what is exactly. a, a chemical? This exactly. happening. What will do that? What yes. will do this? What will do that? Exactly. Oh, it that's, is, that's this makes me thinking. so happy. Exactly. How can we incorporate it onto the rest of the property as well? So the chickens actually help with any food waste out of home block restaurants of course uh, and then so now you're using their eggs then right that's it they've got eggs for the restaurant that's it. like and who doesn't love a chicken well i'm biased but <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're pretty big fans of them too <laughs> yeah. so one of the things that beth like when we do you know speaking at conferences and or corporate trainings mm-hmm. we are big supporters of how do you stay resilient mm-hmm. right so personally mm-hmm. what do you what, what's your guys's regime? way to stay on track linda i was off down the chicken run so thanks for keeping <laughs> Keeping things on track. I went to bed earlier. You're good. What do you do personally? How do you stay resilient? Uh, well, I think so it's just a big, this is a big operation. Yeah, this is a big operation. For those of us who work in the wine business, it's a business that's built on passion. Mm-hmm. And I think particularly for those of us that are here in the Okanagan Valley, there's a real belief from those of us that are here that we're a part of writing the next great story in the world of wine. Mm-hmm. We're so excited about what's happening here, obviously specifically at Cedar Creek, but across the Okanagan Valley and, and the rest of British Columbia, it's so exciting what's happening here so I think for all of us there's always going to be great days there's always going to be more challenging days that's like anything but I think if you're in this business particularly working in this part of the world it's because you genuinely have a belief in what we're doing mm-hmm. and it's pretty exciting yeah and you have a great team to do it with yeah, everyone here is so like-minded and with the end goal mm-hmm. in mind and um, really pushing quality and loving organics and loving you know Pinot Noir and the, the aromatic whites and the rosé that we're making and um, just some really great people and, and really great knowledge base as well that we can all lean on um, work work together to really push the business forward so. now because I don't totally understand but I know you have a exclusive um, tasting Pinot Noir room do you not oh I think the, it's a Pinot Noir room. oh <laughs> uh, well I you maybe there's, other there, there's a winery that's located beside us Catherine? that's Martin's Lane oh, winery that's a different property okay um, but one of the buildings that you saw when we first came in that was yeah. like going to be complete in the fall that's actually going to be um, an area dedicated to our platinum club members oh. so it's a wine club members wine lounge club. that we're very excited about clearly we need to get a, get a member yeah we need to I think this is club. probably the place that you want to be yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh no oh believe me okay yeah. so one of our favorite questions that we've been asking yeah. And I definitely want to hear from both of you on this one. So, both of you, both of you. Um, 
Best bottle of wine you've ever had. Obviously, we know that we love Cedar Creek wine. What's the experience? What's your best wine experience where you go, oh my God, I was in the south of France. I was in Australia. I was just had sex. Like, what was the best bottle of wine? (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) Me first? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Well, I think, Linda, you hit the most important word, which is experience. I think that's what wine is. It's um, the best bottles that I've had in my career or my life have been ones that have been built around an experience. So five years ago now, I, my then not yet wife, but soon to be, we took a trip to Tuscany and that was where I planned to propose. And so if you if you look at Tuscany, it's the heart (laughs) of Italy. The heart of Tuscany is Chianti Classico. There's a vineyard located in the heart of Chianti Classico called Tianello. And we'll um, put that in the notes. Yeah. (laughs) And it's one wine made from one vineyard. And so I had always known that that's where I wanted to propose. And so that is where Goosies. Anybody else getting goosies? And then we when we got engaged in that vineyard, obviously uh, she said yes. yes. Very fortunate for me. We then went and opened the 2015 bottle of Tianello from when we got engaged. And so just tying in that bottle to the place Woo! and it will always be forever our wine. So I think for that's me- gonna that's, that's gonna be a hard story. That's a top No pressure, it is, but yes. And will always be. Yes. So um, oh, that wine- What's your wife's name? One, Shannon. Shannon, okay. That's, Shannon. Shannon. that's amazing. That's a good one. That's a good that's story. A good mm-hmm. We Yay. love it. Okay, Catherine. Catherine. No I'm pressure. Also experience in Argentina. Oh, so. <laughs> so my husband and I went on. We dubbed our last big trip before kids, and we went for three weeks around Argentina. And the last province we went to was Salta province in the northwest. Um, so very desert area. There's um, vineyards everywhere, but you know cactuses growing in amongst it. It's very. And there was this one winery who, now that I'm telling this story, cannot for the life of me remember the name. <laughs> But um, you fly in with a helicopter or you drive wow. in like a four wheel drive and you're fording rivers. There was one point we got to the river and we're like, should we drive across? Should we not? They were supposed to send a tractor. They didn't show up. And then we see this tractor coming with a with a trailer in behind and some workers on it. And there's a dog running alongside them. And then as the dog was running alongside, we realized the river wasn't actually that deep. So we just kind of <laughs> yeah, like, okay, we can do it. But anyway, yeah. got out here. Um, I feel like it's part of the Hess collection because our exhibition with the, um, these, these light installations and super cool. It was out in the middle of nowhere and there was literally no one else there but we had this amazing meal, amazing wine. We got to see this art exhibit, like private tour. It was it was pretty incredible and the highest altitude vineyard, elevation vineyard I've ever been to. Wow, um, wow. So yeah, and very, very old, like you know, 200 years old or something. So, so Argentina is pretty- known for Malbecs. True? Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you, mm-hmm. do you recall whether what what you were, what you had was it? What, did you have white or red or red for sure? Red. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Still have the bottle in my cellar, and I'm, it's going to come to me later. <laughs> I have to yeah, look it up. Exactly. But really incredible experience. Yeah, really cellar. The yeah. Drive. We don't have cellars. No. no. We have they like, don't. They don't last too long on the shelves around our place. No. Now. We have like boxes, maybe yeah. and yeah. beer fridges, and <laughs> yeah. But we like people with cellars. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> So we've gone from Sauvignon Blanc to uh, Rosé of Pinot Noir. What is happening over there? <laughs> oh. She's getting the spittoon. <laughs> we said that spittoon is not required for it's us. Almost, we, it's almost illegal. We never spit that out. You know, I, I, okay, back to the experience just for a second while, we, while you pour this. Um, 
I jokingly said many times that uh, I've drank dishwater and thought it was an amazing experience mm-hmm. <laughs> on a beach in, mm-hmm. in uh, you know Mallorca. And, you know, it was just terrible wine, but it was great at the same time, right? So, and it just comes down to experience and who you're with. And at the end of the day, it's that's what makes wine so special that you'll never have the exact same experience, the exact same bottle of wine twice, no. because everything in a bottle of wine is that whole culmination of every gust of wind, every drop of rain, every ray of sunshine that happens in a year to those grapes gets captured in one bottle and it was alive Mm -hmm. until you open it. It's it's continually evolving. So it will never be the same again. And there's an old saying that I've always loved that water separates people. Wine brings them together. Mic drop. Boom. (laughs) I don't don't know if we can ask this last question now, but you're right. Like fermentation, like that's why I love, say I got into sour. I was one of the sourdough Mm. converts during COVID, Mm -hmm. which Linda's benefited from. Yes. Mm-hmm. Dropped off weekly. many, many a loaf at her. Now her husband has put in a weekly order. That they said that you know things that are fermented are the the best, right? right. So it's like wine, bread, like that's what we love, mm-hmm. right? The things that take time. That's right. Um, yeah. So, Linda and I, uh, so this is our last last question. Okay, well, let's use the Pinot Noir first. So, do you want to tell us cheers. about this? Absolutely. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Cheers, cheers. Hi everyone, Linda Edgecombe here. Are you looking for a humorous, motivational speaker to get your team or membership fired up? If so, I'm your gal. I deliver powerful messages that create lasting shifts, increased momentum. Book me for virtual keynotes for any large group that you have or in person for smaller groups as we can these days. We all use a little more laughter and humor in our lives right now. Just visit lindaedgecombe.com for more information. Thank you for having us. Well, I'm going to say until we come back for... Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> for lunch. Yeah, for dinner. Yeah. Oh, or for your little, uh, if you join the club, we move and get in on yeah. the wine. Yeah. Best. Wait a minute. We have to mention that because mm-hmm. you guys have actually won Winery of the Year twice, right. right? Or Three more. Times. Three times now. Three times. Wow. That's right. That's and what, what does it, it across Canada? That, so well, the competition that we just won, so it was Intervin Winery of the Year. And this takes into account not just Canadian wineries, but international wineries as well. Oh Congrats. my, that Thank is you. amazing. Congratulations. Yeah. Well, it's a huge testament, and Catherine mentioned it earlier, to the incredible team that we have here, to the those in, that are growing grapes in the vineyards, our viticulture team, to Taylor and his winemaking team. It all ties in together, and it's 100% such an amazing accomplishment for us as a team that we're so proud of what we're doing and yeah, yeah. what that means for the Okanagan, too. Right. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Do you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> what okay. Do you, what, do you, what do you... Yeah. So we... Uh, What's in your glass is 2018 Estate Pinot Noir. So um, this is grown all exclusively here on our home block vineyard. Back to the home block. Back with to the, the home chickens. Block. That's right, exactly. Back to the chickens on this. They're taking the care of those little yeah. cutworms. That's right, exactly. Helping themselves. And I think that if there is a grape that really was, we talked about home block vineyard being the heart and soul of Cedar Creek. I think if there's a grape that really was a heart and soul of our home block vineyard, it's Pinot Noir. Right? It's this. That's right. So no ducks, because the little, biggest little farm, they use ducks. You don't have any snail problem then. Not yet. No, so snails haven't had a huge issue yet, but I'm a huge fan of ducks. I've always wanted a pet duck, so if we could somehow incorporate them, I'd love to. Just in yeah. case. Just in case. Yeah, I saw absolutely. a couple snails la- last yeah. night. Yeah, yeah need exactly. Some we need some ducks. running ducks. I've got yeah. them at my property. I can bring some over yeah. if you'd like. <laughs> you don't want snails. Um, okay, so but we Pinot love Pinot Noir, Noir as, yes. a, as a grape. Mm. Personally, it's one of my all-time so favorite grapes. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. And I think it just it ties back into mm. it's such an amazing wine that goes with so many different yeah. things. Okay, well, how would you describe it? I want to hear because you know I mm. go this is how I describe it mm-hmm. 
Mmm, delish. No yes. notes. I don't know the notes. No. And I, the only notes I ever learned was watching that documentary song. Psalm. Yes. So how would you describe it? <laughs> well, I think the best part about wine is that there's no wrong answer. That it's oh, so personal see? and it's so individual. Whatever you smell. Whatever you Tennis smell. Tennis balls or otherwise. 100%. Typically, or what for me, what I get from this is I think there's a lot of beautiful red fruits. So I love cherries coming out of here, yeah. plums. Those There's a little bit of spice. So if you think about maybe baking spices like nutmeg, right. a little bit of vanilla, but it's very fresh for me. Like as yeah. soon as I put my nose to the glass, it feels like it's just jumping out right. and biting my nose in mm. a really, really nice way. And then... When I drink it, there's just an incredible softness yes, all the way is. throughout. It's, not, it's yeah, but without being heavy and dense, yeah, it's just very light and fresh, and so it d- instantly makes me think what I want to eat with it. And that's something when when everybody somebody asks like, what's a good wine, or how do you classify what a good wine is? If it makes me think of what I want to eat, and what do you want to eat with great. this steak? For, actually, for me, I would go. I love fish and I love chicken. I was gonna say grilled. Oh, like wow. so, thinking like maybe like a roasted chicken, something that's. So I always grilled. think Pinot Noir. You have to have a steak, but no, you definitely. Don't no. totally wrong. Take your cap below yeah. for that. <laughs> <laughs> but we do a um, mushrooms on toast oh. dish with some fresh garden herbs. We've we've planted a herb garden just behind the restaurant. I can't. So all of the herbs it. are coming from the. To I the think restaurant actually when we were in the kitchen, they were making doing some mushrooms that's right. in there. I and so that's the a mushrooms on toast. And for me, Pinot Noir and mushrooms is such a oh, great thing. Let's talk about the oven before I ask my last. Question. Oh yeah, oh, the, the ovens because the yeah. ovens are really cool. We the were, wood we fire grill. Never yeah. Okay, so talk about the wood fire grill. Absolutely. So this asado inspired wood. Say that again. Asado. So you think actually going back to Argentinian oh. cooking. Um, asado. A S A T O. Do you spell asado? Uh, Dio. Dio, yes. Asado. Asado. Um, but so it's a wood-fired grill, and all of the wood is either ex-orchard wood or barrel staves from barrels that we've used in the winery. So it's just a way to incorporate the Okanagan, the wine, everything. and the we're trying to have a little bit of everything kind of touched through these stoves, so from, or the grills, so from fish to chicken to Is it even the focaccia? Like a, even make, the bread for, will hit the That's right. We make focaccia minute. every morning fresh in house and that touches the grill um we do grilled shishito peppers that we do on a burrata dish so there's just so many i'm happy to make sourdough bread for you now we're talking (laughs) so beth and i years ago started this movement called the alive revolution Mm. and we hate the word we call the worst f word we know many people say Mm -hmm. how are you doing Mm -hmm. and they say fine Mm. which we we say hate hate fine because fine is fine is just a beautiful excuse to keep stay right here mediocrity Mm -hmm. i mean it's not great but it's not bad right Mm -hmm. so that's fine flatline and most people certainly in the last number of months have not been fine but we want people to to actually think about it how can i feel more alive Mm -hmm. okay so we're we're drinking wine Mm -hmm. it's alive yes except for the ones we just opened because they're open now they're but we will honor them in their death. Honor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but what do you do to feel more alive? What do you guys do? What's your routine? Well, maybe sure. I'll put that a cast. I go outside. I hike and like nature's your I'm church. Away from people, and I'm outside and I'm listening to the birds or by the creek. It's just so restorative for me. Um, yoga is the other thing that I do. So I just love like the um, the way. And do you go to a studio or do you have your home practice? I yoga? go to Moto. So I was doing the online classes while. Um, um, they were closed, but now they're back open again, yes. which is so excited. And they only allow 22 people for class, so you which actually is, have room, <laughs> right? You're not next to someone. I know. Yes. I love that studio. That's my home studio too. Oh, I'm nice. very. Yeah, I've been. I've been, invo- been going there since they opened. Yeah, amazing. I so the it. cool thing about nature, and it's, and it's been proven in lots of research and science, is that for our mental health and well-being, mm-hmm. if you can get yourself outside for 20 minutes in nature, mm-hmm. and, you know, moving, that is just like bonus, bonus points. Yeah. It doesn't have to be your run, but just moving in outdoors. 
outdoors nature mm-hmm. we because we, we where we live we have access to outdoor nature really easily mm-hmm. um, lots of trails everywhere right mm-hmm. it's really well and, and it's so in alignment with uh, like Dr. Lori Santos so Lynn and I do a lot of teaching about her and again how to feel alive and Dr. Mm-hmm. Lori Santos created this course called the science of well-being and she said having me time every day yeah. is essential yeah. to your well-being mm-hmm. so even 20 minutes you know, maybe you go for longer, but even 20 minutes mm-hmm. makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Just something for you, whatever that is, whether mm-hmm. it's being quiet, just having a coffee, coffee. Mm-hmm. not checking your email, email, you know, like doing yoga, walking mm-hmm. or nothing, which is sometimes the hardest thing for people to do is nothing. absolutely yes. nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Right. Just when you, I mean, you guys are obviously fairly passionate <laughs> and, uh, you know, enthusiastic and driven and all mm-hmm. those qualities. So it's whether you carve that time for yourself, mm-hmm. it's essential. It's so true. All right. Graham. Yourself. Graham Oh my gosh. What <laughs> makes you feel alive? Um, well, six months ago, I became a dad for the first time. Ooh. Boy or girl? Um, now we baby even girl. More. And her name's Josephine. Oh, uh, man. Josephine Marie. And It's um, over for you, a girl. It's, it's, <laughs> it's been the absolute best thing. Um, and so I've, I've never felt more passionate about anything in my life than being a dad. Funny, right? Yeah. It's as if your heart and your body grows. Yeah. Well, and I heard that yeah. when you become a parent, your yeah. heart forever yeah. is walking outside your body. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's a cool yeah. thing. That right? Is, yeah. yeah. Look, I can learn something new from me. And we've yeah. been friends yeah. for like 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I got something yeah. new. That is really cool. Yeah. I have a Josie, yeah. but she's my, she's And do, do you have a nickname for her? Is it Josephine? Uh, is it Jojo? Is it's it? been Jojo. So, yeah, it was that's kind of like Jojo. Linda's daughter. Daughter. But yeah, she's totally Jojo to us. And um, she's just the best. Oh. She's the absolute Well, Linda's yeah. Jojo is... Yeah. And how old is Jojo? She's 23. Apparently, we're um, supposed to call her... Um, Corvo. Because most mm. of her friends... Well, this might happen to your Josephine. They, right. call, her, they call her Jose. Oh, okay. And yeah. now they just call her Corvo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like it. I feel like that's a nickname you need to earn. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they can't just be given. Right. I know. Yeah. I hear it eventually. Right. Ball. Eventually, right. they're yeah. supposed to have their grow up to be adult names like Josie or Josephine. And sure. I still call Jojo. Jojo. Even though I'm like, right. I'm sorry, I'm trying to adult you, but I can't. You're just yeah. Jojo. You're always going to be Jojo to me. Yeah. yeah. I think that's going to be her too. That's amazing. Yeah. So what? Just now, how can people find you if yes. they can't get here? Obviously, you're you're here in Kelowna. Mm-hmm. The end of you know, kind yeah. of the end of Lakeshore. Beautiful mm-hmm. drive. Yes. Website. Okay. CedarCreek.bc.ca. Mm-hmm. We'll put that in the show we'll notes. Put in the show notes. Um, and by we, we mean BK. Yeah. <laughs> in your restaurant because it mm-hmm. is so flip and stunning yes I mean I just want to have I want to have dinner there I'm going to have dinner there <laughs> shortly if I was only ever to come here once mm-hmm. what might she have what might she have Ooh, I think for me, it would be anything that comes off the grill, like we talked about. So whether that's okay. when you're changing the menu weekly from whatever's fresh Every in week season. you change the menu. That's right. Sometimes so, daily. Yeah, depending what? on what fresh fish that we've got wow, coming in from Wow, what a versatile kitchen. Like, you know, some yeah. restaurants are like that for 20 That's years. not us. No, no. It's, it's seasonal. It's what's the best of what's fresh. We work really closely with Codfathers and a number of other local oh, cool. producers here. So um, I would say anything off the grill. So fish, chicken, that type of thing or and or maybe I should say that and or for me it would always be we rotate the pastas we always have a fresh handmade pasta on the menu so oh, Linda um, and I tried making that this year and oh my God. I'm terrible at it a lot I was worried that I was right. putting my anger into the pasta which was so frustrating <laughs> and I think it's supposed to be the opposite that's why I switched yeah. to sourdough where I put the right. love that's it I, I think that's love, what you need but my pasta yeah. is very angry so well, um, we are we're very <laughs> fortunate to have executive chef Neil Taylor here he's originally from the UK um, but he's worked all around the world and 
in my crew, the most talented and humble and passionate chefs I've ever worked with. Mm. So he and his family moved here to the Okanagan from Vancouver. But one of the restaurants that he opened when he was in Vancouver was uh, Chibo and Uva. It's an, it was an Italian-inspired mm. restaurant that won Canada's Best New Restaurant the year that he opened wow. it. And so we have this incredible well, menu that's come. Mediterranean-inspired with European influences. But so every day we make a fresh pasta. And so, so wow. I think PDG. He, I'm getting, yeah. I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm, I would say so, PDG. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Holy so. shit balls. Holy yeah, shit balls. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> HSB, PDG, come to HB. No, I do love, um, he does a burrata dish with the shishito peppers, which I think has come up mm-hmm. once well. Okay, so I always get the what burrata. Yeah, I don't um, know what that is. It's a, it's a cheese, like a soft cheese. Oh. Um, yeah. It's so Italian. We, it's, it's We import it in from um, southern Italy. Uh, it's like a, a buffalo It's one of the reasons I could cheese. never be vegan is the, ch- the cheese. cheese. Right? Like, how can we give that up? Cheese and yeah. peppers and... And peppers and then um, hand-torn focaccia. And it's just, oh, it's a beautiful dish. I'm just getting yeah. hungry. Um, and about. then he does a crispy squid as well, which is pretty much, I think, the, one of the only mainstays on the menu the entire time. That's right. It is so good. I don't think we'll ever be able to we take do, that off. Yeah. So you don't. <laughs> you don't call it calamari, you call it crispy squid. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, we got to try that yeah. too, obviously. And I've never been allowed to share one because Shannon always orders her own every time we come. <laughs> Shout out to Shannon. Yeah. That's my girl. <laughs> so I think Catherine completely nailed it. Please yeah. order your own. That's what yeah. I, I said. Yeah, that's what <laughs> 100%. I'll go, he goes, what are you having? Yeah. I'm like, please order your yeah. own. <laughs> well, and it was funny. I was, uh, I was, uh, we were here at the restaurant yesterday. It was obviously busy for Canada. And I came up to a guest just checking on the table and said, how are you enjoying everything? And they're like, oh my God, the crispy squid. But it comes with this chili jam that we we make in house so it's creme fraiche with a chili jam on top she's like i need to be able to buy this from you <laughs> it is the absolute best and dressing you, do sauce do you sell it we don't so you just have to come to the restaurant to get it oh but it's so it's good. one of well, chef's put, specialties put on the creative block for yeah maybe yeah, you know remember 100%. no no bad ideas i feel no like, bad ideas i feel like that could be yeah potentially be sold but crispy squid chili jam a must-have okay you've okay. heard okay. it you got it okay. and a glass of rosé yes, yes absolutely. <laughs> or sauvignon blanc or, or whatever you're exactly. eating well anyways what awesome interview guys yeah. I mean honestly I just I just really appreciate your you've got great at both of you it's got great energy and uh I mean, just and I, I learned a lot of new things about Cedar Creek, and I've been here many, many times. Yeah. So I love that. So thank you, thank you for thank sharing you. your stories and your passion, your little yeah. biggest farm. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. that's something I think. I mean, I'm sure you're marketing on that. Are you? Well, we're certainly wanting to tell the story yes, in terms of what we're doing that because will it's pretty exciting. The dynamic of yeah. people that are, in, you know. That is yeah. When I, and I, and I yeah. you know, I love what they're doing in, in California, and so mm-hmm. I love that you're inspired by that mm-hmm. and trying to incorporate. So uh, yeah. let us know when you get the Great Pyrenees puppies, and uh, yeah. Yeah. I'll be by. Okay. And next time you're here, we'll go see the cows. Okay. Yeah, exactly. We're gonna go see some chickens Cheers. right now. Cheers. Thanks so much, you everybody. Join us next week as we continue to travel across the Okanagan. This is Linda Edgecombe with Beth Hanushewski. Thanks for listening.